Mm -hmm. I also just love reading those because it's always like the pettiest shit because these are actual children who are fighting each other and stuff. But like a lot of it that I've seen nowadays is like someone spread a video of someone doing something racist. I've been in the South. It's something racist. At one of my high schools, I won't say which one, but like one of the teachers was like definitely like sleeping with a of age student, but that's an incident that's an incident that counts right we all knew about it at my school it was one person went on a field trip to gettysburg and made a weird confederate comment (laughs) just imagine that like you're applying to colleges and then like let's just give them a quick background check oh christian colleges that would probably accept them yeah yeah like uh i don't know fucking donald trump university donald trump university (laughs) like let full scholarship let's go you're going to be a huge success. Mm-hmm. It's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. And you're listening to One Frame Off, the show of drunk friends. Oh, are, we ta- are we recording now? We've been recording. Yeah, we- oh. this is how it feels. <laughs> yeah, typically we don't announce when we're recording. No, we just kind of do it. And the last no, one out loses. Say something. He goes, okay, let's start. And then that's when we he started That's talking. true. I did say I'm recording. Yeah. I gave a note. I was listening. I'm paying attention. Cool. Gold star for Jess. Yeah, paying for t- attention for right now. Let's go. Anyway, like I said, Cinco de Mayo, and it's one frame off, or unos de frame off. I'm oh, Brody. Good job. I'm Jess. My name's Rose, but I don't think that's how you say it in Spanish. It definitely is not. Rosalita. Rosa. Yeah. Rosa. Rosa. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Cinco de Mayo, we could talk about something related to Cinco de Mayo, but I don't know what Cinco de Mayo is about. I don't either. But Meaning, I'll, I'll tell you what I am doing right now. I'm drinking margarita. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, we gotta have a margarita. I didn't have a margarita. I have a Messy Jesse from Ghostface Brewing. You bought it because of me. Oh, so yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw this, and it was like, there's a person on front who I can only assume is Messy Jesse herself. <laughs> and it looks like our very own in-house Jess. I've got a margarita in my hand. I missed the cue because I was looking up Percy Jackson shit. Ah. I was trying to figure out the characters. Per huge. I may have been wrong. So the actress for Annabeth Chase is from Empire. It's the actor for Grover from, who's from Disney Channel. Are you less irritated now? A little bit. Are you okay? Are you not heated anymore? I'm still pissed. Ah. That they cast a Disney Channel actor. Well, it's being made by Disney. My, they could do better than beyond Disney Channel, okay? Can I just propose one thing, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they're one of the good Disney Channel people, like Zendaya? Or Zendaya? Or uh, uh, Hillary Duff's not bad. Hey, yeah. The, the twins? They're yeah. good. Yeah. We'll have to That's wait That's like three people. See. That's a lot. Uh, Zach Efron was Disney too, right? Yeah, and he's up to do it, yeah, doing Zac some crazy cool. shit. What is he doing nowadays? He's doing movies. He's got a uh, he can do a whatever he wants. Out soon. Really? He, I know he was yeah. in Spring Breakers and that one yeah, about Spring being a Break, DJ. Yeah. But really, he's a name. He could do whatever he wants. I'm Good still for him. Oh, I think he's though. in Firestarter. Still oh, yeah. irritated though. They could have done better than picking from a Disney Channel series. No. It's Disney's making it. It's gonna happen all the time now. They better do better with the gods. That's all I'm saying. They might not. They fucking better. What if Ryan, Ryan Reynolds better be involved in this? What if Ryan Gosling was one of the gods? 
Would you still be mad because he is, in fact, a a Mouseketeer? No. So there's some middle ground. There... Yeah, but I know there is a there's a possibility that you could be happy with this. He's like, there is a possibility. Okay, a very small possibility. But it relies on the gods now. It's all up to gods. It's all up to the gods because I am not happy with how they casted. Oh well. Speaking of Disney and the gods and the gods, that's true. What are we talking about? Didn't even plan this segue today. No. I think we might just be awesome at this. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. One episode at a time. We're getting a little better. What are we talking about? We're talking about the other side of the Mediterranean, going yeah. from Greece all the way to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Who's got their own gods and their own avatars and all that fun shit. It's Moon Knight. Moon Knight! Uh, recently, the finale of season one of Moon Knight came out. It better be season one. Oh, dude, they left the door wide open for season two. Wide open. Jake. I fucking, like, they kept teasing him the entire series. Mm -hmm. We can get, you know what, hold on, let's backtrack a second. Right. This is another one of our Marvel episodes. If you don't like our Marvel episodes, fuck you. And fuck you, they're spoilers. Spoiler alert! Fuck you, spoilers. No, 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 because the other topic today. Oh, yeah, fuck you, spoilers on that, too. (laughs) This co- this shit comes out Sunday. We'll get to that, but fuck you, spoilers. All I'm right. ready for them. Yeah. I'm unbothered by spoilers. Mm-hmm. Especially since you haven't... You have not seen Moon Knight. Yeah. You've seen none of Moon Knight, right? None. None at all. All right. Well, let's break it down. Ready? you want to kick us off? Sure. So, it starts with your average, everyday, London light loser... Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. Of the gift shop. Phil Spector. Someone like that. (laughs) No. Stephen. Oh, I love him. Stephen believes himself to have a sleep disorder where he cannot tell the difference between his reality and his dreams. He has waking nightmares where he just like ends up in the middle of a street somewhere. Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's continue. So, like, his whole nightly routine is, like, tethering himself to his bed, putting down sand to tell if there's any footsteps of who's going in and out. And saying goodnight to his one-finned wonder. Oh, yeah. His little fishy. His fish. Uh, and what's early- the fish name? What's the name? Finn. That's his name? No. Shit. But I'm just guessing, but because yeah, that's well, a really that's, good name for a fish. That is not Phineas. of a Google. Take some time. Google break. Google break. <laughs> Got it forever on audio, Brody. <laughs> Gus. <coughs> Gus. It was Gus the fish. It's the Gus fish's the name fish. is Gus. I was, yeah. I was. Nothing else was going on. I just was now. close. <laughs> I was close with Finn. Gus the one fin wonder. Yeah, that's his little fishy. Uh, Stephen Grant, kind of a loser. But he's like really sexy. I do know he that. A, uh, so, it's so like un, like it's so like I just <laughs> like he wouldn't be that much of a loser. One woman one day would just attach herself to him. Bro, I'm gonna simp for Oscar Isaac later, but fuck yeah. Like he he learns, but he has these periods of just not remembering shit. Yeah, like 
or in episode one, he wakes up in like some Netherland, uh, sound of music looking hillside, where apparently he's up to halfway through his mission, or Mark Spector's mission, his alt, because instead of having a sleep disorder, he has. Dissociative Identity Disorder. D.I.D. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we're getting a lot of like characters about this now in the superhero universes. That's true. It is true. Two's a lot. Wait till wait till oh, we get to wait, the third. Wait, yeah, wait till we get to the third. There's Actually, more. third, fourth, fourth. Fourth? Shit. Well, I mean, Conchu. Uh, Conchu is a voice in his he's head. He's not like a. He's not a mental illness. He's just a dead moon god who tells Mark Spector. He's a bird. He's yeah. a skeletal bird. Yeah. And Mark Spector, specifically, is the avatar for Khonshu. Or, like, the guy who just does whatever Khonshu tells him to do. So, Mark Spector is a mercenary. He's mm-hmm. ex-military, retired, and... Badass just, motherfucker. Just yeah. decided to go off and become a mercenary for hire. He cool. goes on a mission that goes completely sideways and mm-hmm. almost ends up dying yeah he's Egypt. like bleeding out multiple shot wounds like crawls up into this temple and that's where and he hears a voice the temple of Khonshu. Khonshu yeah. is the egyptian god of the moon kind of protector of the travelers of the night that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um real justice i think is what he calls himself i like if nothing else vengeful vengeance punch you in the face level i am justice. vengeance is oh, what he calls himself. i am vengeance wonder where but, i heard that before yeah, really. The thing is, specifically about the Egyptian gods, they can't do shit in the mortal realm. Yeah. They have no power. They can, like, make a breeze fly through a room, but that's about it. Or, right? you know, change the entirety of the stars in the sky if they want to. But that's through an avatar, though. They True. need an anchor or something or someone specifically to anchor them to the mortal realm so they have avatars. They have, and- like, a running theme that I'm noticing, and that's... They have the rule of do not interfere, you know? Uh, yeah, it's like, don't interfere, but Conchu kind of throws that out the window and says, fuck you all, you're dumbasses. And he's right, by the way. Yeah, all the, uh, almost all the other avatars he, we interact with are fucking dumb as hell. He's very like, fuck you to the establishment. Yes. Cool. And there's only one person... Um, the goddess of music, I don't remember her name or her avatar, is like, oh yeah, I believe Conchu, oh, yeah. like, Conchu's correct, I, I support Conchu, but everyone else is like, you and him are fucking dumb as hell, because mm-hmm. none of this is ever going to happen. Don't fuck with us, and then, or else we're going to entrap you in stone. Yeah, pretty much. And, and then they fuck around and find out they need to solve a puzzle to find the tomb of Amit, and the only way to find that out is to understand what the stars were a thousand years ago so he astrology fucks, yeah. yes so he fucks with the sky crystal mommies crystal mommies crystal mommy conchu telling you what to do telling you to kill hell so yeah so that's that, that's a bit you should put a tune to that though i'll auto-tune it auto-tune sounds much better don't you think jess yeah but that um little Guitar solo at the end was the best. Yeah, the guitar, the, that was the best. Why are y'all making more work for me? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know this would actually be fun for you. But let's let's jump back to just Mark Spector and Conchu. So Mark is dying, Conchu saves him, and mm-hmm. Mark becomes his avatar who goes off on missions. Steven... Steven's the idiot. Steven doesn't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. 
they kind of like try to put a wall around Steven because he's just like he's supposed to be like your average guy, rational average thinking Joe. fella. Yes. And then suddenly he learns that like he's there's a version of him that is loyal to a god who wants you to punch everything. He calls Mark the man in the mirror. Yeah. And like he's a really big Michael Jackson fan. Mm-hmm. He's asking like, him to change his ways. Yes. So for Stephen and Mark, Mark has this, I guess, like mental wall between them. So them and their memories. Right. So Do like we... whatever Mark does, Stephen won't remember. But whatever Stephen does, Mark will remember because it's not a two way. Think of it like a two way mirror. Stephen mm-hmm. can see through it, but Mark, uh, Mark can see through it, but Stephen can't. Do we want to get into the actual DID case of this individual? I am kind of interested in that. So, for the research I actually did on dissociative identity disorder, there's a lot of things that they did right. And then Mm -hmm. there's some things, of course, they did for fiction. Yeah. The whole idea of talking to your alt through a mirror is kind of fictional. It was a great story plot though yeah as far as a device to tell us it looks great on camera i'll tell you what but not really super realistic it's more like in your head kind of stuff i should also mention how the relationship is in real life cases where there's the assumed host Mm -hmm. personality and then there are the different personalities that they create out as a coping mechanism these are known as the alts okay coping for what uh, for a lot of people, trauma, and just, like, trying to find different ways to deal with a situation and sort of dissociating with the situations around them. Uh, the real heartbreaker that I found in the show was that the thing that really sort of triggered Mark, mm-hmm. originally Mark, to begin having dissociative identity disorder was the fact that his mother blamed him for the death of his younger brother. Was it younger or older? Young, his younger brother. Brother, whatever. Um, and later on turned bitter to him for it, started drinking, and eventually started beating him. And the way that he sort of coped with that was creating this new personality based off of a movie character he liked known as Stephen Grant. Basically a ripoff of Indiana Jones. Yeah, like Indiana Jones as a British B-movie is mm-hmm. Stephen Grant. And the way he thought of it was, I'm going to create this person who will take all the hits and protect me from mm-hmm. it. So he made a human shield for himself that was Stephen Grant. And from there kind of grew up to work with both of them. Like you said, two-way mirror. Yeah. A lot of people I've seen on the internet are like, oh, it's the moment where Stephen, like, Mark is dying. That's when he developed DID. But that's, mm-hmm. that, that was never the case. The, the moment where Mark is dying in Egypt and becomes Khonshu's avatar for the first time, that's when we see this mental breakdown between the wall between the two, Stephen yeah. and Grant, uh, Stephen Grant and Mark Spector, kind of start to break down Mm -hmm. and the ultimate thing that eventually breaks the wall between them is the mother's funeral sort of having these weird emotions of how do i miss or mourn someone and feel so much loss for them even though they were nothing but terrible to me yep and that's when steven starts having like 
seriously having these moments of, oh, I'm waking up in the middle of nowhere, I don't know where I am, or feeling like he just got hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. Right. But and it's all to make him a better Moon Knight. Nope. No? Steven's not Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, Steven's not Moon Knight. He's Mr. Knight. He's Mr. Knight! Or, oh what, 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 was, what did they refer to him as? Like, like uh, ethereal Colonel Sanders or something? Oh, no, I called him Mr. Moon at one point in Mr. the text Moon. messages. I, I, oh my god, I love Steven. Yeah, so Moon Knight is Mark Spector in the whole, like, mummy robes and yep. the hood and beating the shit the out of The traditional, was it, armor of Conchu? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's rags. So. But Mr. Knight, or whatever Stephen Grant calls himself when he dons the cloth or whatever, is like a, just a three-piece suit. It's like a posh suit with uh, batons. Looks it's, good. It's fucking great. Like, so it looks like he's going to the opera and then yeah, a P. Diddy party. Yeah, seriously, he's great. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, like, how Stephen becomes Mr. Knight is um, the breakdown of the wall gets so severe where... Steven and Mark can actually interact with each other. Uh, like Brody said, this is mainly fictional and for the like storytelling mechanic. They can talk to each other through a mirror. Yeah. Like through their own reflections, right? And um, at one point, Steven is in control and we meet Mark's ex-wife. Oh yeah, Layla. Layla. We International meet, like, thief, tomb raider, Overall badass, Sly Cooper-esque Host Layla. of Tuet! She becomes host of Tuet at the very end, yeah. Tuet yeah. the hippopotamus. I love, we can talk about her later. Hip- I love her so much. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Uh, I love Steven's hippo! Put the hippopotamus song in right now. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Yeah. Hippopotamus. Fast, boredom, dangerous. <laughs> so, um... Jess, you've seen the Hippopotamus song, right? No. Uh, I do love hippos, though. We'll, we'll, we'll show you after this. Yeah, we gotta show you. It's fucking awesome. I'm sure Oscar Isaac was just reading the word hippopotamus so much in the script that he's eventually just, like, can only read it if he's singing it. Yeah. You know? Like how I am with beautiful. Every time I have to write it out, I think of Jim Carrey going B E A beautiful. <laughs> it just like, helps. Yeah. So um, oh, she comes in because uh, Stephen finds some of Mark's stuff in his apartment, and he ends up calling. Stephen ends up calling Layla. Layla goes to London and has this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. They also end up meeting Harrow. Yes. Who is the uh, host of the Big Baddie? Well, not necessarily the host of the Big Baddie. He's not just yet. like not yet. He's working to be there. He's working to be there. Although he does have like a staff with Amit's power. Amit is who is Amit in like Egyptian mythology? No, she is a crocodile goddess. Yeah. And crocodile. her one of her most significant things about her is um, she is often pre- depicted as one of the gods who is there during your judgment. So when you die, there's a whole ceremony that takes mm-hmm. place during mummification as well as in the afterlife. So you have to take this trip and your whole goal throughout your whole entire excursion is to get to what's called the Sea of Reeds. 
and that's like the best place where you can go. That's heaven. That's it's or like a very peaceful. It's a afterlife. serene afterlife. Mm -hmm. Let's say that it's like the best place you can go. I would not call it heaven because hell does not exist in Egyptian mythology. You either good. You either um, get eaten, like you cease to exist completely, or you become a lost soul in the Dorat. But Harrow has sort of like this whole philosophy that kind of follows in what Amit believes so, in terms of judgment. Yes. He wants to judge people before they commit the crimes and then punish them. Well, Amit, it, kind of, it really ties back to her role in Egyptian mythology. She is one of the gods who can devour your soul. Yeah. If you... I think we even see that in the last episode. Kind of. Like, like all the souls are leaving the bodies and they're just like gobbling yeah, if it up. They, if she devours your heart or devours your soul, because the Egyptians believe that your heart was like the center or like the thing that attaches you to your, like your soul to your body is the heart. Right. And if Amit or one of the others devour your soul, then you cease to exist entirely. And yeah, mm. that is spectacularly shown. Like, so well done in the season finale. Yeah. Can I just mention one thing that Harrow does as a villain mm -hmm. that, like, I never really got a real explanation for, but just, sure. like, really crawls up my spine? Literally the first scene of the show is him drinking a glass of water, mm -hmm. taking the glass, yes. breaking it, yep. putting it in his shoes, then just going for his morning walk. I like Do you the thing ever hear about people walking on burning coal or I've heard, walking on nails? I've heard walking on nails. I've also heard of like a church in Mexico where you crawl on your knees for a mile. Yeah. I feel like that's like gotta be some sort of like prayer thing. But I think it also it just kind of like sends like tingles down your back. It's like, I don't know about this guy. He's, yeah, it's, he, he's walking on broken glass all the time. I don't know if I can trust weird. this fellow. Mm -hmm. And, and th my mind just goes to like the whole walking on, walking on coal, burning coal. Yeah, sort of self-torture to justify yourself. Yeah, pretty much. And he has this weird cane that can judge people and kill them if it's not right. Amit Scales. Amit Scales is what yes. it's called. Thank you. And I don't know. His whole shtick is just minority report. <laughs> Predict predict the people who are going to commit the crime and then punish them before they commit the crime. Mm-hmm. Which is different from Kanchu because Kanchu, his source of, like, quote-unquote justice is, like, people who have committed a, a crime. Yeah, go beat them up. Go, now that someone has proven themselves, like, that's the way, that's the life that they've chosen, now you can go take them out. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let the sea of, like, let the Dorot and their journey decide, let the scales decide, and not just immediately judge someone right then and there. Yeah, so we meet Harrow, he's, uh, he becomes the avatar for Amit, mm -hmm. but his, his whole goal in the entire series is to, like, release Amit from being trapped in stone, and Conchu's like, that can't happen. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. it, it, of course, it fucking happens. And, uh, all because... Mark fucking dies. Yeah, he gets shot. Mark dies, um, gets sent to the afterlife. Yeah, but before he does that, he goes to like a weird limbo. If uh, you even want to call it that. There's something a little it. more going on he there. He like ends up in the Dorot, and that is his challenge. Yeah. That is his... 
And, Journey. And the Darat looks different to people, depending. And for Mark, it is an it is insane asylum. asylum. <coughs> that sucks. It is sucks. there a photo of Sinbad in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is my place. Yeah. It's Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. Beat his testicles. <laughs> no, it's an insane asylum. And, uh... Although I will say, like, just real quick, the whole insane asylum shtick, it's not the most original thing I've ever seen in a TV show. I've seen other other mm-hmm. things do it. This is the best way I've seen it done. And it 100% relies on props yes. and set design. Because everything about that place is a callback to everything we've seen in this show. I didn't even up think that there that were... Up until that point. Up until that point. I didn't even think there were enough details to really call back to. But although all the insane asylum workers are people who work for Harrow. Or were dead. Or were dead. Uh, Harrow's office as the main psychiatric evaluator or whatever. The main doctor. The main doctor. That's just his, that's, that's the tomb. All the toys and stuff are Egyptian gods. Uh, the same thing that he uses to tether himself to a wheelchair while he's sedated is the same thing he uses to tether himself to his bed. Oh yeah, Stephen Grant believes that he has a sleepwalking disorder in the very first episode. It's established yeah. that he attaches He has his, a whole shtick. He has this whole thing about, like, <coughs> just as Brody said, the sand and like mm-hmm. literally having a leg brace. So and- many visual callbacks. For like every extra showing back up or every side character having some role. We talked about the fucking um, statue man, the street performer who he, the only person he talks to. Oh my god, he comes I back, love him. He comes back doing the exact same pose but holding out bingo. I love him. Can we also say Sad. like that whole moment though when we're introduced, we don't know that we're in the Durat. We don't know that we're on a ship but there are oh, yeah. subtle details. That whole thing, though, is a massive callback to one of, like, one of the most significant Moon Knight comic arcs, Mm -hmm. where Mark Spector is admitted into a mental health asylum and is literally told that in his entire life, everything he's done up until that point was a lie that he made up. Yeah. So it's like, Dr. Harrow is like, Mark, you have to, like, rationalize and internalize all these things. It, none of it was real. And I'm just sitting there like, holy shit. Don't you listen to him. Mark, what the fuck? Spit out your meds. Riot. What the fuck? I, although I have seen that in other shows. There was the show The Magicians, which basically did the same thing, but not as well. Uh, Community had that one episode, that one joke at least, where it's like, you didn't go to Greendale. You went to Greendale Asylum and had a collective hallucination. What the fuck? I don't know. Legion also did that. Did you ever see Legion? No. Ah, uh, Legion's Legion's We've talked about like this, this, I think. A little bit. Yeah. Legion's like this. They just have like, it's the same shtick. Just like having all these supernatural magical powers, but then just having a doctor walk in and be like, no, you just haven't been taking your pills. Yep. So. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. We've all had big delusions and then realized our powers aren't real. It happens. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, and um, in the Sand Asylum, in those moments, Mark realizes just how alone he is without Steven. Mm-hmm. And just how much he misses Steven's presence. So he's like, all right, I have to go find Steven. And um, he, where, do, where else do we find Steven but locked in the sarcophagus? 
Yeah. And, and that moment where it's like that hug, right? When Steven mm-hmm. is let out by Mark and they're like, Mark, Steven! Yeah, and then they hug. That, okay, the actor And then there's across, the third sarcophagus, right? Yes, there is a they third They don't touch that one. They, like... We, they're we saving that it. for season two. There are so many moments, though, in, the, in that series where it's just like, is it going to happen? No. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like a psych out or some shit. But, um... It's heavily alluded to. In the same way that they, like... In the same way that, like, someone would black out with DID for a new alt to kind of take over altogether. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which so, actually is something accurate I saw. Like, people have realized, like, alt switching between <laughs> alts is a lot like, like, waking up from a nap. Yeah? Yeah, it's just like, I need to go to the train station, but, uh, uh, Mark, Mark gets, Mark packs, Steven drives, and then Mark wakes up at the train station. Like, that kind of situation. Oh, that would be, I don't, I don't know how I would feel about that. You know that. what else, what else does that real well? Split. Split, which is, like, way more than just the two of them, but just, like, a million other ones of them. There's, like, one part where I think it's, like, literally what I just described. Like, someone just, like, uh, what's his face? The main Split guy. Let's call him Split. And Split just wakes up and is, like, oh, my Split personality drove me here. It's, like, ah, thank you, Split. They're all named Split. (laughs) I I don't know much about Split because I only watched it once. It um, definitely, like, fictionalizes more than Moon Knight Moon does. Knight, yeah. Yeah, but... I, you get some stuff right. Yeah. There's just... It's just hard to really have one of your alts be, like, a beast man who can climb on walls and bend metal bars. That ain't quite it. You yeah. can put James McAvoy in anything, though, and he'll kill it. That's his name. <laughs> you couldn't think of his name? I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, James McAvoy. But you're right. Like, you guys this, ever seen Atonement? No. I have not. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you, guys like, have, you guys have to watch Atonement. That's what like made him a sex symbol. <laughs> I mean, he made it all his own. I'll t- I'll say, but, but there really is some sort of talent behind playing a character like that. Yeah. Because I think like you even said it. Like, why is it that Oscar Isaac can play two characters at the same time better than most people can play one? I mean, it's just like at first the audience is introduced to this. To the changing alters between Mark and Steven through blackouts. Like, there's, like, Steven's memory of whatever. It's, like, in and out, and the screen goes flashing black before it cuts back, but then it flashes black again. Mm -hmm. And that's Steven and Mark fighting for control over the body. And then there is the auditory. Like, there is a sound that's associated between the switch. Yeah. To the point where the audience gets so used to seeing Mark and seeing Steven that we can just tell by body language, posture, and the sound of their voice. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... Face acting is, like, most of it. I don't know how he fucking does it. Mm-hmm. He does so well. Because the first time we see an almost almost seamless transition between the two... Yeah. ...is... The night sky part. Yeah, and there's still, like, that audio cue. There is still the audio cue, but we actually get that visualization of Mark going, all right, Steven, fucking fine, take over. And it's just, like, his posture changes so much. I want to believe that, and this is just the cinematographer for me, mm-hmm. I want to believe that they use different lenses because somehow, like, Steven's face is more narrow than marks 
I don't know. I didn't notice that. That sounds entirely possible, but I don't know that for a fact. He could just be, like, good at it. Because, like, I feel like most of, like, movie acting as opposed to theater acting is just controlling your face. Yeah. You know? Being able to emote whatever you want to emote. And can I, I just also mention how in the last episode it's even more casual the way they transition? Can we build up to that? Because that, like... Okay, we'll build One up to that. One point that I really love is that they spend the entire series fighting each other constantly back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, first between the blackouts, then through the mirror, and then, like, actually fighting each other in the Durat. Yeah. To the point where it's like, um, they they accept each other, and Mark comes to terms with everything that's happened through the help, like, through Stephen's help. Like, Stephen fulfills his role as the guardian and as, like... This protector. I remember, like, we were texting each other after every episode, and it's like, oh, it's the, they're like brothers. Mark's the older brother, who's who, big and violent. Steven's the younger brother, who gets beaten up all the time. By and, Mark. By and Mark. If you Mark. And if anybody but Mark makes Steven cry, Mark's Mark gonna is going to beat them be, up. Yeah, Mark's going to beat their ass. And then I added in saying Jake was the weird cousin who sets shit on fire. <laughs> Every family has a weird cousin who sets <laughs> shit on fire. Yeah, or does like weird sex stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're not wrong. No. And if you're at home thinking, well, I don't have a weird cousin who sets stuff on fire and does weird sex Maybe stuff. Maybe you are the cousin. You're the cousin. You. That's you. <laughs> Wake up, buddy. You're the cousin. If you don't set shit on fire, I'm glad I'm not the pyromaniac of my family. Oh, thank God. Because that's my younger cousin. He lives up in upstate New York. Has a forage and everything and will mm-hmm. literally light whatever he fucking can on fire, on fire. So I'm like, I'm safe from that, man. Yeah, no, you're you're the you're you're the good one now. <laughs> I, I'm the normal I'm the quote unquote. You could be whoever you want, but as long as you're not the pyromaniac cousin, <laughs> you're good. Hey, yeah. no, I'm safe, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, um it's right up until the point where they're in the the Durat and like Steven gets let out of the sarcophagus by Mark. That, like, Mark really comes to term with everything. Because he really misses Stephen and doesn't realize it. And when he lets him out of the sarcophagus, the first thing they do is give each other a fucking hug. Well, I think, like, I didn't even, I don't know if I mentioned it, but, like, the big thing for Stephen, at least, is him having to come to the realization that... He's not the original. He's not real. He's an alt. He ain't the host. In the next episode, we... Oh, no, at the very end of that episode... Mm -hmm. We meet one of the best fucking goddesses ever. Oh, yeah, the hippopotamus. With the hippopotamus, Tarot. Bobotamus. Oh, my God. So she's I like the way her ears wiggle. <laughs> she is the goddess of motherhood and children, mm-hmm. which fits amazingly because Mark didn't have a very strong maternal oh, that's figure right. or a very a good mother. Like, he didn't have a very good mother. I didn't even he... piece that together until you said it. But, yeah, that's like... That's exactly what he needed. Which, the goddess of mommies. The goddess of motherhood and children, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, she's fucking wonderful, right? And she is supposed to help guide Mark and Stephen into the Durat, or like through the Durat and into the Sea of Reeds. Now, she part of their journey is to balance their scales. So she takes their hearts. In Egyptian mythology, your heart is weighed against Mott's feather. Mott mm-hmm. means order. Um, because their biggest thing is making order through chaos. Like, 
controlling chaos as much as possible. Yeah, it's the classic case. Chaos. Chaos is yeah, how Chow's actually. Yeah, chaos. You yeah. go to the Chow yeah. Garden for those. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Chow's yeah. and the Chow Ma Garden. Maintaining order. Mm -hmm. You can unlock one upstairs or downstairs depending on how you treat them. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a heaven it, or a hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually the same shtick you've seen. It's like weigh your heart on the scale with the feather, and if it's equal or lighter or whatever the story equal is. Equal or lighter a than feather. the feather of mm -hmm. truth, or fe Mott's feather, or the yeah. feather. The feather. Then you are allowed into the Sea of Reeds. Yeah. If your heart is not, if it is heavier they than They shove feather, you overboard and you die in the sand. No. Actually, that That's is, what happened to Steven. I'll that's tell what you happened what. to Steven, but that's not, that, it's a part of it, but that's not exactly what happens. If your heart is heavier than Mott's feather, then your soul is consumed by, um... Crocodile lady. The crocodile. Or whoever is there in the Hall of Judgment with you. To consume your soul and you cease to exist. Mm -hmm. If for whatever reason you cannot pass through the Durat safely, like you can't perform the spells or the rituals or whatever, something is prohibiting you or your specifically your soul, you just become like a wandering soul lost forever into the Durat. Yeah. So like the fact that Steven and Mark, their scales have a lot of difficulty balancing out and it's only balanced when... Stephen like dies. Stephen dies, basically. So that way Mark can go in on his own. <sighs> that That's hurt. rough. That fucking hurt. That's rough, buddy. That hurts so badly. <coughs> mm -hmm. There's a <coughs> Rick and Morty episode kind of like that. Yeah? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I don't know. Rick and Morty's done everything already before. It's true. And smarter. <laughs> and yeah, usually smarter, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. But yeah, no. Moon Knight. Good shit. Kicks the shit out of all the other Marvel shows, I'll say. Oh my gosh, it's so well done. It seems mm -hmm. most interesting out of all of them, that's for sure. Because it's talk about... a, a really big departure from the formula. Yeah. Oh, it is a huge departure from the formula. And um, can we talk about like how Amit and Kanchu have like a big fucking ka kaiju fight in Cairo? Right. They have a big kaiju and Cairo fight. Oh. Nice. Kaiju and Cairo. Yeah, the name of the two, episode. That's two good names for like cats. Kaiju and Cairo. Yeah. Uh, especially if those two cats fight all the time. Yeah, oh or they're best friends. Yeah. Like so Conchu's in a kaiju fight in Cairo. With Amit. Uh, that doesn't. That released. doesn't. That kind of breaks it up. Yeah. They in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And I love the edit of it, where it's like Conchu's getting his ass kicked, and it cuts to match cuts with Mark getting his ass kicked. Oh my gosh. The, the superposition between, like, the, them in the foreground and them in the background. Yeah. So fucking Like, I could just done. tell, like, mm, like, the people behind this had way more of a vision than they had when they were doing most of the stuff. Yes. Mm hmm So, yeah, obviously Mark and Mark goes back for, um, for Steven. They go back, they, be, they, they walk through... Osiris's gates, which that's not how it works, but I'm gonna table that for a while. Whatever, they can do whatever they want with the gods. But, um, Mark comes back to life, and Steven gets to finally have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with with Kanchu. Mm-hmm. They negotiate. They negotiate. And Mark, not Mark. Steven. Same guy. Steven, Steven wins. wins. Good for him. The entire series. He's been a Kachu. loser all his life, yeah. but now he's good. Yeah, Kachu fucking hates Steven. He's yeah. Like, he always like, oh, the idiot is in control. Oh, Werb, 
Give the body back to Mark. It just, just. Where's Mark? I'm not talking. Don't you, to you try. Just let Mark handle this. Yeah, and Steven's like, yeah, Mark's not here. You talk to me now. You know what? Yeah. That's what it and is. I'm like, yes. That's what it is. Uh, Mark's the older brother. Steven's the little brother. Jake, pyromanic, pyromaniac cousin. Conchu's the mean mom. Yeah, seriously. Conchu's like worm. I'm not talking to you. He's like, what? I'm here. So you talk to me now. Not <laughs> you. Bring my favorite kid. <laughs> And then when he, when um, Stephen is like done with with Kachu, Stephen's like, "All right, Mark, you can tell you can talk to this asshole. I'm done." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, you better take control." And they have this like, "Oh my gosh, I love that." It's all amazing. But uh, Mark Spe- uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and then there's Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley, who is only introduced in the final end credit scene of the show. Ah! But is Who's Jake Lockley? Jake Lockley in this show is a Spanish-speaking gangster type. He's like, comic book-wise, he's a um, kind of like a taxi. To my understanding, he's like a taxi or cab driver, but he's yeah. also... He's the brute of all three of them. Also like a... Uh, um, Maniac, brutal, fighting yeah, guy. Yeah, investigator. Has no problem with killing people. No. He's a private investigator, so he's basically the one you call when you need some like some crime solved, but the police aren't going to fucking solve it. So but he I think goes it's in like the most brutal way possible. But I think it's implied in that last scene that even though Conchu is done with Mark and Steven, he's, he knew about Jake. He knew about Jake, and he's he he's got a deal still going with Jake. He still has a deal with Jake. So, if they do continue the show, they perfectly set it up that yeah. way. Would now be a good time to talk about the actual director of the show? Who's oh, the director? The director of the show is a guy with relatively very little credits to his name before coming on to this. I hope I'm saying his name right, and if I'm not, then please like feel free to yell at me and correct me. Uh, Mohamed Diab. That sounds right. Yeah, he came out relatively nameless but came to Marvel and Kevin Feige with a 200-page outline for the series. So he's obviously a fan of the source material. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Does that Egyptian, knows Egyptology like the back of his hand, and was just told, like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're doing this. And he's like, really? It worked. Yep. Shit, good for him. It worked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, the director was awesome, I think. The cinematography and how it tries to be more, like, mind-bendy and warpy and dark atmosphere than most of the stuff that the series, or, like, this franchise has really put out. I like the use of the lighting as well. The, yes. The lighting effects, as opposed to, like, other series... There was a little bit more playing with the lighting. Yeah. Especially I, in the earlier episodes. Especially when in, in the, the earlier episodes. When Steven is in a locker room. I feel like... he There's, like, a lot going on. Yeah. I feel like more often than not, though, like, if there's a scene in a Marvel movie that's all about, like, discussing something or expositing some information, lighting is going to be pretty flat. You see everything... But in this case, it's you learn about the information with like very dramatic lighting, some hard shadows on there. Can I also talk about like how traumatized the people in the Marvel uni- cinematic universe? Oh, they're all tra- traumatized. 
it must be so fucking traumatized. Yeah. Because in the span of what, ten, ten-ish years, mm-hmm. they've had superheroes. They've had alien invasions. Alien invasions. Half of their fucking universe wiped out. Learning that gods are real. Learning that gods are real. And they don't have their interest at heart. Nope. Not giving a damn about them. Having everyone fucking turn to dust. Yeah. And then five years coming back. Five years just randomly coming back. Because a giant purple man got six magical stones. Have, like, giant, like, monster, like, god fights in the middle of highly populated areas. And I can only assume when he fucked with the sky, it fucked with the sky for everyone. It so there was So there was one night where everyone was talking about what the fuck is going on with the sky. Like, can you imagine that, though? Just, like, being in Cairo and, like, seeing that event. He fucks with the sky. Like, multiple times. Who does times. that? Conchu, apparently. Apparently. And, like, and then, it's not just that. Moon Knight's not the only reason why people are traumatized at this point. Oh my god, like, there's so, like, a million fucking reasons. Any Avenger could probably be pointed out as, like, this is the guy that ruined my life. Yeah, and seriously, like, can New York catch a fucking break? Yeah, really. Because New York has been the epicenter for so much shit. And fucking this chick mm-hmm. punches a hole in the universe and ends up being chased around by a demon sent to chase after her. Before we get to that, do we have any final thoughts on Moon Knight? It seems really cool. I do want to watch it. That's You yeah. should. <laughs> Like, I know we've been trying to get you on the Disney Plus shows for a while, but, like, if nothing else, please do this one. This one's probably... I like this... My top three right now are Loki, Mm -hmm. Moon Knight, and What If. But, yeah, uh, Moon Knight, best acting performances I've seen in this entire franchise. Oscar! Oscar Isaac is now... Better get a fucking... I just want to... I can't explain it. I just want to lick that man because I know he would taste sweet. I He's love inspired me to eat flaming hot Cheetos with chopsticks. That makes so much sense. Did you did I you have see a friend that, that eats popcorn tossed with hot sauce with chopsticks? Yeah. Have it's you, just it's just like the episode just, of Seinfeld it makes where sense. they start where they start eating a candy bar, like a Snickers with a fork and knife. It makes so much sense. Yeah, but did you see have you seen Oscar's photo? Of oh, him? I've seen that. Yeah. And then people are always like, Well, why did you do that? And it's like I didn't want to get fucking Cheeto dust on my fingers. Well he was sick. And was like right, constantly and rubbing, wiping, around rubbing and his eyes, and he didn't want like eye in eye gunk and snot in his Cheetos. He didn't want like Cheeto dust in his eyes, so he got a pair I of would, chopsticks. I would I would definitely lick Cheeto dust off that guy. Doctor Pepper. PhD. Yeah, I had to get a diet Doctor Pepper. DDP for short. Doctor mm. Pepper sponsor me. All I, I pretty much am a walking sponsor Non-spawn. for Doctor Pepper. Non spawn by Doctor Pepper right now. Dr. Pepper. But do you know who we are sponsored by? Dr. Strange? Uh, what was... Oh, I was thinking of Doctors. In some universe, maybe. Yeah, Dr. Strange hit the hit the movie screens this weekend. And you get to see it. Yeah. Introducing yeah, one of the worst written characters ever. Through the comics or the movie? I hate America Chavez. Really? All her all she does is like literally punches a hole through multi I totally agree with you. Like she's just a like straight up so she's a magical damsel in distress, if nothing else. That that's her characterization mm-hmm. the entire way through. And it's like really 
like she's been through what 70 something universes yeah. universes and she can't figure out how to control her power until she gets one pep talk from one dude who she's met several from times. From one dude who's like slowly decaying away. We should really backtrack and give some context yeah. <laughs> to this. I'm still, I'm going to stand by America Chavez being one of the worst written characters ever. Oh, I agree. I fucking hate her. So, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange is back in a whole new adventure that's okay. So, it, like, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't? I didn't like it too much. I liked it. It was a fun movie. I mean, it was it was definitely fun. I think I just had high expectations going in, and everybody has high you. expectations. Yeah. But, oh well. um So the premise is Doctor Strange. He's been having nightmares recently, mm-hmm. and um, about like one specific girl, and like some experiences that he's had, mm-hmm. like around all over the multiverse. He doesn't know it's the multiverse yet, but. Nope. But the whole big deal comes when America Chavez comes punching through to their universe and bringing in a giant octopus with them. Yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> he can't deny that that's what happened. He's at his fucking, like, ex's wedding. Mm-hmm. And one of, like, the major turning points for him is, like, she's like, this is a question that's posed to him every fucking where. Are you happy, Strange? It's like, bitch... No! I'm strangely happy. Strange is not happy. No, he's never happy. He's Benedict never happy. Patch never plays a happy character. You kidding me? And so, like, she, they have the whole discussion, and she's like, oh, my fiance's, or my husband is a really big fan of yours. Um, mm-hmm. An octopus-esque demon. Cyclops. Thing. Yeah. Goes terrorizing through the streets of New York, and naturally, Doctor Strange has to go fight it. Mm-hmm. As is what an Avenger should do. And um, he like meets this chick. Yep. The first thing he says to her is, "Do I know you?" Is she all she can do is fucking sit there and stare at him in terror mm-hmm. because unbeknownst to Strange, his nightmares are real. Yep. And America Chavez busting through to a reality near you. And um. Doctor Strange had a nightmare the night before where he got to some, like, mythological, like, really powerful Some big MacGuffin spell book that solves all your problems immediately. Yeah, but... Which is dumb. Instead of, like, actually reaching the book or whatever, his alternate self, I think it's like... It's like he tries to be like, well, you can't handle the power of punching through universes. I'm gonna... Steal your power, and, and I know try... that that'll kill you, but I'm going to do it anyways. I, there's a name for that specific version of Doctor Strange. I think it's like Defender Doctor Strange. I'm just going to call him Mr. Ponytail. Yeah, he has a ponytail. <laughs> but the big deal of all this is when he realizes this is all witchcraft instead of actual sorcery, I need to go find a witch. And he turns to Wanda, the of only course. witch he knows. And the big reveal, and the reason why I think they should have fucking renamed this movie, is Wanda is the villain. Yes. And she is so goddamn good as the villain. Yeah, they, I can imagine. It, this should just be Wanda's big day. Rename it Wanda's big day. Why not? Yeah, I agree. Because Wanda's Wanda, day out. Wanda's day <laughs> out. Wanda's day out fucking up the multiverse. Wanda goes on a murder spree. Because... 
after WandaVision, she had a brief moment where she got to interact with her twin kids, who she still knows is out there in the multiverse. There are multiple universes where she gets to be the mother, and that is kind of just fulfilling to her. That's really just what she wants throughout all this. And she picked up a dark evil book. What's it called again? Do you remember? Mm-mm. I'm just going to refer to it as the Necronomicon. Because if That's I had fair a nic- on a few levels. If I had a nickel for every Sam Raimi movie where there was a magical book that was evil and corrupted whoever used it, there'd be two, but that's still a lot of nickels. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just going to refer to it as the Necronomicon or whatever the... Darkhold. Darkhold. The Darkhold is what it's called. I'm just still going to refer to that. Yeah. But that thing's corrupting her and she is just going full evil, murking every sorcerer that gets in her way. Until eventually America Chavez, like, punches Strange and her to another universe run by the Illuminati. The Illuminati, you know, it's fascinating because through this mini arc where we actually get to meet a couple of characters who aren't established in Disney's Marvel, mm-hmm. but are is established in the wider Marvel universe. Yeah, get familiar to faces. They get a return and a proper introduction yeah. for the very first time. A couple of them. Um, uh, there's some that we know are on there. Mm-hmm. There's Peggy Carter She's, from What If. Yes, so What If, Peggy Carter, uh, Captain Britain, or Captain Carter. However you want to call it. She's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Captain Marvel who I believe is supposed to be the lady she fell in love with in her movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually see that movie. No, that's it's her best friend. That's her, that's her best friend. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it's um, Captain Marvel's... Something like, Rambo. I just know that. Some, yeah, it's like her best friend on Earth. Yeah. And um, she ends up becoming Captain Marvel instead of whatever her name was. Brie like, Larson. Yeah. I, I didn't see that movie. I saw it for like five minutes and like, this doesn't I watched look it. good. It was a good film. All right. It was it was fun. There's the character Black Bolt. I like Bolt. Goose. Goose is cute. There's the character Black, Black Bolt. Bolt. Have you, did, does anyone know anything about Black Bolt? No. Uh, all I know is that he has the superpower to, like, his voice is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It can, like, destroy someone. Like, the way, like, even him just, like, whispering at you is enough, like, sound energy to just kill you. That sucks. I know. How, I, I'm, I'm just wondering how he got on the fucking Illuminati. What does he know? What does he do? But the other two big ones on the Illuminati are Patrick Stewart returning as Professor X mm-hmm. in his little hover no. wheelchair. Yes. Yeah, no, really. Okay. And the, you know what the best part about that is? is? Who was Wolverine? Oh, we didn't oh, see Wolverine. See, oh, but the best Wolverine. part about seeing... Are you guys just saying that? No. We no, that's actually, real. That, we Fuck. Did not. Uh, the best part about seeing Professor X again is like when he strolls in, there's the little musical cue going... Yeah, yeah. He has like his classic music. Yeah, they really do that. Any other X-Men in or just him? Uh, he's the only X-Men, but they're... After a long time of fans fan requests... Um, John Krasinski shows up as Reed Richards. Who's Reed Richards? Uh, the leader of the Fantastic Four and the guy who stretches a lot. Oh, that's great. But he was, was he ever Reed Richards? 
He was not, but everyone was saying like, "Oh, dude, John Krasinski should be Reed Richards." That's fantastic. I, it was like the best fan service he could ask for, right oh, there. Yes. Like I don't even care if he comes back. We had this one, and that's good enough. That's great. And he like is committed to the role too. Did he like, stretch? He stretched. Yay! And then Wanda stretched him into pieces. Oh, she killed him. Yeah, she kills him. She oh. kills everyone. Oh, yeah, Wanda's nice. badass. Oh, Wanda kills everybody. That's yeah, cool. that's what they should have called the movie. Wanda kills everyone. Oh, I want to see it now. Aww. Why didn't you like it though? It seems like you actually liked it. I like some of it. I we don't get like. To see. I don't like the story. No, we get That's to fine. see uh, Carl. Or the characters. Or the, the setting. We get to see Carl um, Mordo, Mordu again. Oh, right. Doctor Strange's old frenemy. Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. frenemy, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I forgot him as I was watching him. Yeah, no, he's there. Um, and we also get to see... His girlfriend, Doctor Strange's girlfriend. Oh, Christine? Christine! You know, I know last week we were talking about love stories that make this, this the movie worse. That's definitely up there. I don't know. I found that fascinating, because Christine... So the Christine that we're introduced to is a Christine who lost her Doctor Strange. So she has to, like... It, whoever, like, whichever Doctor Strange ends up in her universe, she has to, like, log them and see what happens. Like, are they going to get killed or are they just going to get sent home? Right. And I like that, like, they had did the rational thing of containing them because, like, you could bring germs in that we don't yeah. know of. And that, if nothing else, is the most rational way to go about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if the past three years have taught me anything, it's like, germs are no good. Nope. Well, no. I mean, like, they actually are good. Most germs aren't bad. Most germs aren't bad. The germs that fight other germs are good. Now, what you're talking about is, like, viruses. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> I want a virus. Yeah. <laughs> but germs aren't bad. I think I think people get too weird about germs. It's, uh, if anything, like, hand sanitizer and, like, all, mm-hmm. all the soap people use all the time has been anything but detrimental to people's health. You heard it first. Jess wants you to roll around in dirt. Open up your wounds. In your own in your own time, why not? <laughs> yeah, we get to see. Don't rub your wounds in it, but expose like, yourself. But like it'll make you stronger. It'll probably build your immunities. So we get to see Christine in her comically accurate night nurse uniform. So so basically she she's like she forms one member of like these team of nurses who kind of mm-hmm. Uh, she's support. on the Illuminati's like science team. Yes, in this in this movie, yes, she's on the science team. But in like the comics, she's one of the nurse, like basically like health staff who right. keep the superheroes like up and running. So if they get injured, they go to her, essentially, or they go to yeah. somebody. Super doctor. Um, I really like the fact that they made her a part of the Illuminati, and I love the fact that they had her establish something that the fandom has been arguing about for a while now. Mm-hmm. And that is establishing that Doctor Strange, the um, uh, everything that's going on, we are indeed on Earth 616. That's right. She name drops Earth she 616. She name drops Earth 616. How is that significant? So in the multiverse, for those that yeah. don't know, comic nerds will know that Earth six one six is like the it's the Earth, the it's Earth. the original, the one that we focus on and yeah. everything. So uh, all, the Avengers, everything that goes on. So you remember how in No Way Home, the two Peter Parkers were like, 
Avengers, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the comics, Spider-Man was always an Avenger. Always really established. So he was on 616. Yeah. So yeah. everything. So Tom Holland's Tom 616. And Tom Holland's Spider-Man is Tom first. Maguire's so they're all going to start introducing each other like Rick and Morty. Yes. Yeah. And that's Rick how she did it first, guys. They're I'm becoming the new Simpsons. <laughs> I mean, like, let's just be real. Like, the, the Rick and Morty does multiverse story plot better than this movie does. Rick and Morty does multiverse story plot better than anything ever has. Yeah. <laughs> like, the continuity is so strong overall. Like, yeah. th- like I feel like they call itself Multiverse of Madness. We only really get to interact with two other universes. And then there's, like, that one... Mm. There's that one cool shot... Where they're like phasing through different universes, and it's like this one is yeah, on but fire. That's a call this back. one is animated. Yeah, this but... one we're paint. Yeah, this one's all a... asses. Yeah, yeah. This it's a callback to the ori- the first Doctor Strange film, where he's like falling through the different dimensions. Oh right, and they get the whole trip sequence. You get the whole trip sequence. I only watched the first Doctor Strange because I ate an edible before. <laughs> And that's what it's for. No, Doctor Strange is actually for that. Like yeah. Some, a lot of the, the imagery. The whole psychedelic yep. telescope kind of shit. That's what it's for. Yeah. He, he the 70s was, were wild. He Cocaine's was a hell of a drug. He's a superhero. Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want with your body, Brody. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, if there was edibles here right now, I probably would eat some. <laughs> Google break. Yeah. Google break. Our Google breaks have a whole new meaning now. That's still my favorite thing you've ever done. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we finally established it's Earth 616. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. I know there's a lot of you issues. nerds. There's a lot of issues that come with that. A lot of continuity errors. But you know what? The movies have never been comically accurate. So uh, we'll just have to roll with it, guys. Yeah. So, um... But I'm I'm very glad we finally established. Was it better than Batman? No. Fuck. Like... <laughs> Worse than Batman. I don't believe you. However, I don't believe. I don't that. believe you either, though. However, if it, if I only saw the Wanda bits, because and this is this is worth mentioning. Uh, Sam Raimi really is is the director on this. Said that this is going to be the first horror movie in the Marvel world. It's not a horror movie. It was a lot darker. It is a great deviation, though. It's dark from what we and there are specific moments that are dark. But if you just took all the scenes where Wanda is on screen and turned that into maybe like a thirty-minute movie, that would be that would be better. Because those are the parts that Sam Raimi really had a hand in. I feel it is a strongly controlled thing. Well, yeah. Wanda is a chaos magic with a death wish. So you're saying do the, the movie well, should have been more focused on Wanda and not Doctor Strange. This should well, I mean, have been like, a Wanda it's, movie. No. It's called Doctor Strange, but like It's called Doctor Strange. And honestly, I don't want a Wanda focused movie because that's what they chose. Well, we're ain't gonna the, get one now. Well, thank God for that. Because oh. we got WandaVision and quite frankly it's like, yeah, having Wanda be the big baddie, it's like, alright, I'm kind of kinda of done with Wanda. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda of done. She became the she became the Scarlet Witch. Huzzah! She she fulfilled her insanity. Oh, prophecy. is she Dark Phoenix? No. No. She she fulfilled a prophecy of becoming a being who's way too powerful for her own good and is set to either destroy the world or rule it. How's that not like Dark Phoenix? I know. But like <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time it's like 
her whole thing is like if she just wants to be with her kids and then America Chavez does one thing right and is like well, I'm gonna take you to her kids. Yeah, and I'm and the show kids you... are terrified of yeah. the monster that she is, and it's like, because oh, she goes, I can't do this anymore. Basically, like her kids, the fam, the version of Wanda that she chose has a really happy life with her two kids. Oh yeah, she can and... dream walk between her other uh, multiverse selves. So yeah. for a brief period to travel into the multiverse, she actually takes over. Wanda in this place. And Steven uses it. It's a wonderful thing. I want to get to that point in a minute. Yeah. But like, yeah, Wanda takes over her alternate self, does like, goes on a fucking killing spree, kills every member of the Illuminati. And can I just add a little something that made me happy for her? Are you talking about Voltron? Ultron, Ultron yeah. There's like Ultron robots that Everywhere. guard the place. Yep. And her story started with wanting to kill Ultron. So it's just... It's vi- I'm just watching her rip these robots limb to limb with murderous intention, wanting more out of violence. I'm like, good for her. Yeah. It's cathartic. It's cathartic as fuck. Yeah, and the first thing that her, uh, the alternate, the other Wanda does when our Wanda... Do they have, anybody have an evil mustache? Uh, Strange's whole get up is pretty evil looking three-eyed strange yeah there's an evil strange that he faces off with and it they don't do it right in my opinion don't describe it too much let's let everybody figure it out all right so imagine like this the two biggest magic users fighting now imagine if they only used song magic they're bards they, yes. They turn into bards. They go from wizards <laughs> to bards in a heartbeat. Magical bards, and it's fucking amazing. It's not amazing. You just don't like that sequence. Though. I hate music. That's not true at all. You love musicals. You, you hate musicals. I love that number. I love that, and I love. Birdie the audio loves musicals. Cues. I do love musicals. I don't like music fights. That was. If you're really... gonna fight with anything, why music? Music it brings people together. Music it has to be is love. Music jazz is peace. Or nothing. Sauciest of jazz. Yeah. Don't hit me with that dry jazz. Yeah. Yeah, but what, like, other Wanda does, the first thing she <laughs> does when she's released is, like, go straight back to her kids. Because she's like, where yeah. the fuck did I wake up from? Because she, Wanda leaves her literally just floating in the middle of, like, a, the this little pocket dimension in between every other multiverse, like, universe in the multiverse. And other Wanda's like, oh, shit, my kids, I have to go home, check on mm-hmm. them. Fuck, it doesn't even question it. Turns around, leaves, yeah. and Wanda, our Wanda, goes on a, like, when she gets there, when she gets to the universe that she wants to, the first thing she does is, like, attacks other Wanda, mm-hmm. and um, terrifies, like, destroys the house, terrifies the kids, and other Wanda doesn't even, like, fucking punch her or anything. No, she just wants to protect the kids, because she's Wanda. <coughs> other Wanda is just like, hey, it's okay. I'm like, she made you go on a fucking... She possessed you and made you go on a killing spree. But this one does good. The other one's corrupt. I would have fucking punched her regardless. True. Like, you made me kill innocent people. What the fuck? I still think, at the end of the day, though, like... It sucks that Wanda's weakness was rational thinking. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, because she's a woman. I didn't mean it like that. Everyone's going to say it. No. Yeah. Everyone's going to fucking say it. Why can't we it say like it? I didn't mean it like that. Fuck. But whatever. Uh, I'm over it. 
It's uh, not my fault. It's yeah, estrogen's so fault. While... That bitch. So, yeah, like, while Wanda's trying to make America do Great what again. she wants... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just... A, it was, I, it I was, had to do it. It was right there. I'm sorry. If you could see my Please face, Please forgive me. Don't walk away. I'm not moving. All right. But no, if you guys could see just the... Just the like the biggest the, eye roll I've ever seen. The expression on my face was... Like a solid 720 eye roll. Do we have any final thoughts on Doctor Strange? Should people go see it or shouldn't they? Yes. I already know right now Rose is going to say yes for the lore. Brody... Shit. <laughs> no, it's not for the lore. Fuck the lore, because you know Fuck what? The lore. No, no, no. If they wanted to go heavier into the lore, they would have had more connection to Loki, but they didn't. That's true. This Loki is not referenced at all. There is a cutscene that is supposed to like set up for Loki season two, but mm -hmm. I don't understand how that's going to happen. Yeah, there's some the TVA, purple chick who shows up. Well, see like, what? It'll probably connect to it. <laughs> probably. The TVA was not mentioned. Loki was not mentioned. No. Loki is the series that kicks off the entire fucking multiverse. In and the first Loki place. is doing multiverse better than multiverse of madness. Exactly. Like Loki's. It's more I, I, I hate to say it, but it's got to be intentional. It has to be. Probably. No, no, it has to be intentional. So, like, no, fuck the lore of the movie. I would say go see it for fucking Zombie Strange. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. Strange has to. Is like there going to be dream. zombie Doctor Strange Funkos now? There better be. Uh, they don't make a Funko out of anything. It's there, true. There I just bought a be. Funko Powdered Toast Man. It's true. And, it, and it's great. Any, any noun, they'll make a Funko pop out of. Anything that was ever on TV, they'll yeah. make a Funko of it. They had the whole Seinfeld collection at the GameStop by here, Brody. Fuck, I gotta go get me some Funkos. Yeah, they've got, they've got the whole cast of Seinfeld as it's Funkos. It's like, I want Funkos, oh, nice. but I don't want to be the collector. Well, you can be like but, me, because I've had mine for like five or six years, but and no I don't one's have ever, that many. No one's ever happy with one Funko Pop. Well, I no, like I do 30. have a lot of it's the like Adventure Time ones. It's like one potato chip. What? I said I love a lot of the Adventure Time ones. Yeah. Right, but no one only has Finn or Jake. I have Finn, you get Jake, Finn and, and Ice Jake. Cake, and then you realize they get lonely. They need Marceline. Princess Bubblegum. Exactly. I don't have Bubblegum. You don't have just one. No one has one I Funko have Pop. an Aaron Yeager. You can Yeager. get just one series and be That's done. a whole bunch of Funko Pops. I've got Bro Ooh. Thor, Gingerbread Thor, thanks to Rose. <laughs> I love that one. That Gingerbread Thor is pretty good. I've got cool. a Pikachu. Really cool. He's got a glow drop. He's got a Mjolnir. That's a I've got drop. the ass face guy from Preacher. Arseface? Yeah, Arseface boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got a Funko of him. I fucking love Preacher. Loved Preacher that got canceled after the second season. Haven't seen it. Oh, it's really good. I'll check it out. The first season's amazing. I, it kind of goes downhill after that, but honestly, that first season is a really good ride. But yeah, as far as like more recommendations go, uh, watch Moon Knight, and if you really love it, watch Legion. Legion goes more into like mindfuck philosophical. Is that the show with territory. Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's okay, a I've mind seen parts parasite. Of it. Yeah, I, I can't explain it, but Audrey Plaza is the perfect person to play a mind parasite. It's her eyes. It's her eyes. They're, yeah, they can look dead. She'll either kill you or kiss you, and you don't know what for. Go just watch it for Oscar. Go watch Oscar. Watch content. it for Oscar. If you really want to watch Doctor Strange, don't watch it for Doctor Strange. Do it for Wanda. Do, do it, it for, for her. Do it for her. Do it for her. Because that's the only part that has like Sam Raimi directing it. And if you like those parts, watch Ash vs. Evil Dead. 
Because why not? Oh, yeah, and Bruce Campbell has a cameo. Or just oh, watch Evil Dead. You don't care about Bruce Campbell? Everybody loves Bruce Campbell. Come on. He was pretty funny. He was no, a, I forgot about him. He was a him. very funny pizza ball salesman. Food's free in most universes. I kind of love that, you know? It's like, why, is, why, why do we pay for food? Why do we pay for stuff? Why don't we just burn this country down? At this point, why not? I mean, I think I'd rather live with uh, kaiju fighting gods than... Uh, oh, I'd most definitely live with kaiju fighting gods over anything else. You kidding me? Hell, I mean, the the opportunity to meet Anubis would be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Or Tuet, or any of the other ones. Hip- I, I just want to see the hippo. The hippo? I, I just know if I scratch those ears, they're just going to flap around, and it'll be super funny. Disclaimer, do not try to pet hippos in real life. They will kill you. They will fucking kill you. You know how everyone says that hippos are fat? That's muscle. They, they are cute, though. They're cute. They're cute, but do not approach them. If you see a hippo in the wild... Run. Run. Actually, don't run. Just pray. They can catch up to you real fast. Yeah, they're really quick. They're giant bowling balls with big bowling pin teeth. I want to go bowling. I think it's funny, though, that Marvel has a doctor and now they have a patient with dissociative identity disorder. <laughs> and if you have dissociative... And they have a nurse. And a nurse. That's right. And if you have dissociative identity disorder, you or your alts can contact us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. It's oneframeoff at gmail.com. We're also on socials and leave us a comment. Why not? Sure. At this point, why not? Hippopotamus. That's it. Hippopotamus. Likes women and I'm dangerous. And I love just like fucking Jimmy Kimmel just like not being able to keep up with it. Like he's just like one step behind on everything. One Jimmy Kimmel's one step behind his whole show. No, <laughs> Jimmy I mean? Kimmel, no. Or Jimmy Fallon, yes. Jimmy Fallon is one step ahead. Kimmel. Kimmel? No, Kimmel's a genius. Oh no, wait. Am I thinking of the scrawny one or the buff one? Buff. You're thinking of Jimmy Kimmel. Which Jimmy? Jimmy? Who's Jimmy? Where am I? Jimmy Kimmel. Where's does my wife? The Late Show. Which universe? He used are you to be in? on the Where man. He used to be on the Man Show. And he like, has, he has, um... There's one Jimmy I don't like, and Jimmy Fallon's the one that was on Saturday Night Live. That that's does all, the one. He sucks. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to... I knew that. He's like, funny, but could, he's just not good. I feel like his whole show depends on having people who are funny, so he doesn't have to be. Know what I mean? That's the end. <laughs>